0: And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. In January, we're wrapping this thing up. We're one month into the season, the uh, spring planting season. It's virtually here. There are a couple things you should feel angst about. You should feel anxious. You should want to kind of prepare getting things ready. And one is soil preparation. The other is pruning. I mean, you need to get these, these things are kind of in the way. So during nice days, there's time, but when you got a nice day, go out there and enjoy the fresh air, enjoy the sunshine, and get your gardens ready because planting season is March one. You start with potatoes and garlics and onions. Some of you at the lower elevations, you're at the end of February. We're we're basically a month out before we start. We're already starting to get like the 2024, their seed are here, fresh. Freshly tested, they're they're ninety percent plus germination rate. Very good quality seed. They're just here, so it's just starting. The two thousand twenty four pottery, it's here. The the things are happening at the garden center. The fruit trees show up this week, so uh, that's the this year, spring crop will show up. So you're here. One thing that I've I've kind of completed this week, uh, soil preparation. You really do want to get your soil ready. Ahead of time, you want to load it up with organics and manures, and I'll, I'll share w- what I've done in my in my gardens. You know, my name's Ken. We're just friends over the airwaves, and we're talking gardening. This is working in my backyard. I think it'll work in yours as well. So, uh, a couple of things, and we'll show you how to do that. But you want to get your soils ready because you're going to load them up with lots of of organic material, sometimes that makes your gardens, the soil hot or it has too much nitrogen. It can burn brand new seedlings. And so you want to have it settle, kind of kind of let it just even out for a few weeks before you go plant. That's why you want to start, oh, March one, I want to back up about a month and start my soil prep there. I want to start my seedlings before the March one. So if you're if you're going to plant uh, broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, lettuce, all those early spring uh, um, uh, vegetables, you want to start those several weeks before you're putting them out in the garden. I, I know the frost dates. yeah, but Ken, my all my neighbors say don't plant before Mother's Day. Well, those aren't gardeners. Those are yard yarders, what I call them. They're backyard folks that are out there only when the weather is perfect. They're not trying to to get more beauty for an extra six months out of the year with early spring plantings. They aren't trying to increase their harvest because you're, they're, they're doing early spring and summer and a fall planting. That's Gardeners take care of all of the seasons. Yardeners, I know it's a play on words. I know I just made that up, just came to mind and just kind of threw it out there. But they're not real gardeners. Those folks only plant summer. They're just tomato gardeners. That's Mother's Day. We start planting the summer things, but between March and then, that's two months ahead, we're planting all the early spring. The first crop of pansies just showed up, and so they are starting to kind of be here. Hold on just a second. got this. What is going on with my... Cancel! Remember, folks, if you're on the airwaves, you should turn your phone off. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I apologize for those looking in. Watching this via video on YouTube or, or Apple or Spotify. Sorry about that. So, off, off, off. There we go. I thought I'd done that, but my watch went off. Anymore, we're like cyborgs. We've got multiple devices plugged into us. We've got earbuds, phones, and, and, and watches all connected, telling us you've got a phone call and it's spam. You want to answer it? No. <laughs> Anyway, back at it. Sorry about that. So soil, what I've done is I've got a lot of raised beds. That's mainly where I do most of my flower and vegetable gardening. So uh, I do a lot of containers. So that's a little bit different. I don't know if time to touch on that. I'll see if I can, but your raised beds are just out there in the yard. You really want a two to three inch layer of fresh, new organic matter topped over the entire garden bed. And you want to turn that into the garden soil one shovel's depth, or about one rototiller, to however you're turning your soil to that depth. So you want to work that into there. You want to pull out all those old roots, anything that was left over there, the, the debris, those are not your friend. Those carry disease. They com- they compost in the ground. They they rob the, the, the next spring's plants of, of nitrogen. But if you take all those old roots from last year out of there, and then you put a two to three inch layer of mulch and manure is what I did. I like manure. This is the time when you add manures to your yard, but manure is hot. It's very high in nitrogen, which makes your seedlings grow like crazy, like wildflowers. I mean, like wildflowers, like wildfire takes off. And so you want to add a two to three inch layer. And I just take a back. Here's what I do. Whatever open bag is at at the garden center, I just take some of those because I've already paid for them and they're mine. I just kind of, instead of putting a piece of tape on them and try to sell them to you, I just take them home and I use them. So, and it's about a 50-50 blend, manure and composted mulch. So the mulch we have, we we composted for over a year, screened down to quarter inch minus. It's very fine. It looks like rich. It almost looks like a, a large coffee ground. It's like that. The manure we have is composted an extra six months just so we can deodorize it. I just, I find it offensive to sell customer gardeners stinky, gross things. I put it in the back of your Lexus. It's just rude. I'm not going to do that. So we take the extra time to deodorize it. So it's not, in fact, you can't even tell it's manure. It looks like compost, but it's richer. And so you want to do a 50-50 blend over that, over that raised bed, over that uh, garden plot, and then turn that into one shovel step. Now, there's a couple things I add to that. I'm, I'm Again, I'm a kind of a lazy gardener. I want to add as much as I can. And when I've, if I'm going to take a shovel and turn things down, I'm going to power up the rototiller. I want to till it all at once. I don't want to do it two or three times. Just once and done, I'm out. So I put that layer of, of organic matter, mulch and manure. I'll add my fertilizer for spring. So I make a fruit and vegetable food. It's an organic food, but I like that one, either for flowers or vegetables, either one. It's made for vegetables, fr- fruiting and and, and uh Vegetable crops because it's loaded up with calcium. Calcium is what helps you get a bigger, more flavorful fruit or vegetables. If you want bigger blackberries? Fruit and vegetable food. If you want bigger tomatoes, cucumbers, sweeter peppers, fruit vegetable food it, because of the calcium. Calcium is what helps to. It also eliminates blossom end rot. There's a lot of benefits with calcium, but it's a six four four seven formula. The seven is seven percent calcium. I add a. I add the recommended amount of that. I add some gypsum. At the same time, because I like to grow tomatoes, uh, many times your blossom end rot—that black spot that um, forms—that's a calcium deficiency. That's that's and and it's just kind of it's from your soil. If you know that's where it's coming from, load it up. So I add the fruit and vegetable food, gypsum, and sulfur. Those three things. Sulfur. The reason I'm adding sulfur. This is unique. This Midwest. You Midwest. Midwest, (laughs) Sorry, Midwest folks, tune in. Um, you're used to adding hydrated lime to your soil. You're always trying to raise the pH of your soil. We never do that here. Our water is so alkaline. If you were to add more lime to your soil while you're turning this in, you would just sterilize the soil. It would be so, just you take your pH and put it off the charts. And so you're probably, you're back here, wherever you're tuned in, I'm tuned in from Sedona, I'm different. You're not. I'm from Camp Birdie. I'm different. You're not. I'm from Mayer, Dewey, Humboldt, Presque Valley. You are the same as the rest of us. Oh, yeah, but uh, Skull Valley and Baghdad, we're different. No, Paulden, Skull Valley, we're all the same. Chino, you're the same. We have very alkaline water and terrible soil. So you got to help plants with this. So you got to change the texture by adding some, some organic matter. And you need to change the chemistry. By lowering the pH. Sulfur lowers that pH. If you put your, your mulch, your manure, your food, fruit and vegetable food. I like that one specifically made for here. It's pelletized. It just works right in. Uh, sulfur, gypsum, you are going to have a magical, I mean, un. Believable harvest. I mean, just so many tomatoes, you, you're going to bring them into the garden center to garden class and just give them away because you can't deal with all if there's so many off of three plants. You got to be kidding me. It's going to be that kind of so many cucumbers. So many folks complain about their cucumbers and eggplants. They just don't form a well. Well, that's the reason. The, the, the nutrients are not quite heavy enough. Turn that in one shovel's depth, let it set for a few weeks, pray for snow and rain, kind of have that soil kind of settle and percolate. You're going to be ready to plant uh, potatoes, garlic, onions, cauliflower, lettuce, broccoli, starting in March. Anyway, we got a lot in store for you. Lisa Waters Lane coming in right after this.